Jaya Jaya Shishetanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Jaya Shishetanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dweta Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vinda Jaya Jaya Shishetanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaur Bhakta Vinda 
So we're continuing on our reading from the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya Lila, chapter 20, beginning with text 136. Aiche Sashakahe Karma Gyanat Yoga Tyagi Bhakta Krishna Vasahoi Bhakta Tanra Bhaji The revealed scriptures conclude that one should give up fruitive activity, speculative knowledge, and the mystic yoga system, and instead take to devotional service, by which Krishna can be fully satisfied. Nasadayati mam yogo nasankham dharma udhava naswadaya stapas jago so the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna says, My dear Uddhava, neither through Ashtanga Yoga, the mystic yoga system to control the senses, nor through impersonal monism, or an analytical study of the absolute truth, nor through the study of the Vedas, nor through austerities, charity, or acceptance of sannyas, can one satisfy me as much as by, by developing the unalloyed devotional service unto me. Purport. This verse and the following verse are quoted from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th Canto, chapter 14, text 20 and 21. The explanation for this verse is given in Adi Lila, 1776. Bhaktiaham ekayagraya shadayatma priyastatam Bhakti punati manishtha swapakan apisambhavat. Being very dear to the devotees and sadhus, I have attained, I am attained through unflinching faith and devotional service. This bhakti yoga system, which gradually increases attachment for me, purifies even a human being born among dog eaters. That is to say, everyone can be elevated to the spiritual platform by the process of bhakti yoga. So there's that famous verse in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Kiratahuna. It describes all kinds of civilizations all around the world. And he says all of them can become pure Vaishnavas because the Lord is Prabhavishnu. He's, he's very powerful. So he can purify our nature. So we, we might be born with a particular body with its own psychophysical nature. But by getting in contact with Krishna, then our, the, we become purified by those material coverings. So what is the nature of, uh, uh, an iron rod? What is it? Is it cold or hot? You tell me. Yeah, it's cold. And uh, is it um, um, malleable? Is it like is it really hard or is it kind of soft, malleable, hard? Is it um, very bright or is it what color is it? Blackish color. But if you stick the rod in fire. And leave it for a long time. It changes its actual nature. 
becomes like it becomes malleable, it becomes very bright, and it becomes um, um, not cold but full of heat or warmth. So we are like that iron rod when we associate with Krishna through His holy name. Then or we the the body's nature of being cold, dark, uh, this conditioned nature becomes purified. It becomes like the iron rod. It becomes it takes a spiritual nature. Although the body is material, when when we engage it in Krishna's service, it becomes spiritualized. So, it's um, like. I've given this example hundreds of times that if you take that light bulb, you paint it blue, then the white light, how many colors are there in the white light? Seven primary. There's all these, whole spectrum is there. And then with that is everything. There's a whole spectrum is there inside the... Now, as soon as you paint it blue, then what happens? You only get that uh, tiny portion of that light is coming through, not everything else being held out by the paint. So what is the nature of the soul is that it's pure. But we are covered over with material conditioning. And so that is like the blue paint. So the only a certain light of the self is being coming is coming through. It's a little different from the uh Protestant philosophy is that you, your nature as a soul is that you're, you're sinful. But the Vedic na- understanding is that the nature of the soul is pure, but we are now covered over by material conditioning. So Cheto Dharpana, when we chant the holy name, it cleanses those layers, it pulls off those layers. So the pure light of the soul, the pure expression of the individual can come through. And therefore you look at all the paintings of Saints throughout the world, they have this halo, they have this aura around them because they have a great, brilliant, bright appearance. When Prabhupada walked in the room, uh, people who aren't even devotees said, he looks like he's lighting up the room. So it's like a, the light of the soul the, the, is coming through and the p- pure expression of the actual individual. Have you ever had a thought that you were not proud of? Or did something you didn't, you weren't happy that you wish you didn't. So the good news is those things are, aren't inherently you. Those are conditionings. That the real nature of the self is absolutely joyful, pure, uh, full of love, no, without envy or exploitation. So we just have to eradicate the material conditionings to have that light of the soul come through. Okay, what line are we on? Okay, next verse. Aiteva bhakti krishna prate abhideya bale tanra sarva sastragai. The conclusion is that devotional service is the only means for approaching the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This system is therefore called abhideya. This is the verdict of all revealed scriptures. The only way you can attract Krishna, Krishna's bhaktyamam abhijananti. The only thing that attracts my attention is loving devotional service. It's not by uh, just uh, joining the right religion or performing uh, intense rituals or 
you know, beating oneself with a whip or studying fervently. It is by approaching the Lord with devotion. That's the only thing that attracts him. He has everything, so the only thing you can offer him is love. He doesn't need, you know, he's not going to be paid off or anything like that. Purport. Lord Krishna says, oh, here we go. Lord Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Bhaktyamam Abhijanati. One can understand me as I am, as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, only by devotional service. And one is, when one is in full consciousness of me by such devotion, he can enter into the kingdom of God. The aim of life is to get rid of the material conditioning and enter into the spiritual existence. Although Shastras prescribe different methods for different men, the Supreme Personality of Godhead says that ultimately one must accept the path of devotional service as assured as the assured path of spiritual advancement. Devotional service of the Lord is the only process actually confirmed by the Lord. Sarva Dharman Prithyaja Mam Ekam Shuranambraja. One must become a devotee if one wants to return home back to God and become eternally blissful. So in the Vedic uh, tradition, you'll find many different paths are given. And Krishna is the, uh, he is the, basically the author of all these different paths. But these paths were presented because people are on different platforms. Say somebody is a complete materialist with no faith in God. So for them, their path is karmakanda, which means they do these rituals and then they they develop some faith in the scriptures because they see that the rituals are bringing them material results. So there are various paths given in the Vedas for all different types of people, but they're usually kind of gradual paths that take many, many lifetimes. But in Kali Yuga, most of those paths, uh, even to to try to practice those properly, gradually, or it's impossible. No one can do those those rituals properly. Now it's very necessary to get the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, akama sarva kamova, whatever stage we are in, if we are full of material desires, we are want to merge into God, or we want, we have no desire because we just want to love Him. Whatever our situation and whatever our status is, the best path is the path of devotion, even for the materialists, and specifically in the age of Kali. Um, previous yugas, previous times, uh, there could be a gradual path for all kinds of people in different statuses of life who did not have interest or faith in the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, the, he still found a way to help them uh, become elevated. And all of the success in any of the paths, Ashtanga Yoga, Jnana Yoga, Karma Yoga, it, it is stated in the scriptures that always has to have the element of some devotion, some bhakti towards the Lord. Even if it's not the main thing, it, it doesn't produce any real results without that element. Dhana paile yache sukha bhoga palapai, sukha bhoga haite dukha papani palai. When one actually becomes rich, naturally enjoys all kinds of happiness. 
And one isn't actually in a happy mood, all distressful conditions go away by themselves. No extraneous endeavor is needed. Similarly, as a result of bhakti, one's dormant love of Krishna awakens. When one is so situated, he can taste the association of Krishna. Material existence and repetition of birth come to an end. So, this is coming right after there was an example um, that was given that a astrologer told a man that he had a he had a lost treasure that was uh, hidden on the eastern side of the house, and if he dug there, he would find treasure. And then if he dug in the northern, southern, and western sides, he would find all kinds of tribulations, either wasp or snake or different things that were undesirable. And so these are compared to the other processes of spirituality, such as jnana yoga, karma yoga, ashtanga yoga. He said, uh, but if you dig on the eastern side, the side of bhakti, you'll get the treasure of love for God. And so here it's going back to that, that if one becomes rich, you enjoy all kinds of things. So similarly, if you become uh, rich with devotion, then naturally... Uh, you you no longer have repetition of birth. So repetition of birth means you don't have death, and you don't have attachment to material existence. So you you don't suffer from uh, having desires and having those desires unfulfilled. The goal of love of God it is not to become materially rich or free from material bondage. The real goal is to be situated in devotional service of the Lord and enjoy transcendental bliss. Purport. The result of devotional service are certainly not material, material benefits or liberation. The goal of devotional service is to be eternally situated in loving service to the Lord and enjoy spiritual bliss from that service. So here it's talking about being free from the distress of material existence, being uh, being liberated, Um these are actually byproducts. If you serve, if you serve God with devotion, then those things are byproducts. It's not the it's not the goal. It's just the byproduct. One is said to be in a poverty-stricken condition when he forgets the supreme personality of Godhead. One has to end such a life of poverty in order to automatically end the miserable condition of material existence. So that's when we're poor. Is when we forget God. One automatically is liberated from from material enjoyment when one tastes the service of Krishna. One does not have to have to endeavor separately for opulence. Opulence automatically comes to the pure devotee, even though he does not desire material happiness. So it's saying these two things are not our aspirations, but they do come by devotion to God. Material opulence, the Lord takes care of his devotee. And uh, liberation, freedom from the whole material situation. Veda Shastrakahe Sambandha Abhide Prayojan Krishna Krishna Bhakti Prematin Mahadhan. In the Vedic literatures, Krishna is a central point of attraction and his service is our activity. To attain the platform of pure love of Krishna is the old life's ultimate goal. Therefore, Krishna, Krishna's service and love for Krishna are the three greatest riches of life. So what are the three greatest riches? 
Krishna, love for Krishna, and service for Krishna. These are three greatest riches. So, Krishna Seva Prema, let's see. This Krishna Bhakti is called, yeah, it says Krishna Bhakti is the one that says service. And Prema is the other one. <laughs> one is called Prema and one is called Krishna Bhakti. It seems really quite similar. Maybe it will elaborate. Um, it doesn't say Krishna Seva, it says Krishna Bhakti and Prema. <laughs> so let's see if it gives some, uh, how are those distinct? Because it doesn't even say seva. <laughs> it says Krishna, Lord Krishna, Krishna Bhakti, devotional service to the Lord, and Prema, love of God. And you can have some uh, devotional service. You may have uh, progressing on the path of Bhakti, but you might not have Prema yet. That's also there is um, Veda Sastra in the Vedic literatures Kahi, it is said Sambanda Abhideya Prajna relationship, execution and goal. The central point Okay, so yeah, it's related to those three and then yeah, so Sambanda is we have to know Krishna. He's what the relationship is. The sambandha, what is the, the goal is prema. How do we get that prema? By Krishna bhakti. So yeah, we get, you get bhakti by bhakti, but that's the goal. And this, this one is talking about the process of attaining. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. If they're in the... Vedana sakala sastre Krishna mukya sambandha. In all revealed scriptures, beginning with the Vedas, the central point of attraction is Krishna. When complete knowledge of Him is realized, the bondage of Maya, the illusory energy, is automatically broken. This is a very long Sanskrit. I'm going to skip it. There are many types of Vedic literatures. This is verse 145. There are many types of Vedic literatures and supplementary Puranas. In each of them, there are particular demigods who are spoken as the chief demigods. This is just to create an illusion for moving and non-moving living entities. Let them perpetually engage in such imaginations. However, when one is analytically studies all the Vedic literatures collectively, he comes to the conclusion that Vishnu is the one and only supreme personality of Godhead. Purport. This is a verse from the Padma Purana. Mukha gauna vritti kimba anveke vatirike reke vedere pragigya kevala kahe krishna ke. When one accepts the Vedic literature by interpretation or even by dictionary meaning, directly or indirectly, the ultimate declaration of the Vedic knowledge points to. Krishna.
किम बदाते किम अष्टे किम आनुदा विकल्पयत इतिहास्यादम लोके ज्ञानो मम वेद कश्चन मम विदाते विदाते मम विकल्पयो पद्यते अहम एतवन सर्वभेदार्थम शब्दा अष्टयम मम विदाम मम मात्रम अनुध्यन्ते प्रतिसिद्ध्या प्रसिद्ध्यते Lord Krishna says, what is the purpose of all Vedic literature? On whom do they focus? Who is the object of all speculation? Outside of me, no one knows these things. Now, you should know that all these activities are aimed at ordaining and setting forth me. the purport of the vedic literature is to know me by different speculations either by indirectly understanding or by direct or by different or by dictionary dictionary understanding everyone is speculating about me the essence of all vedic literature is to distinguish me from maya by considering the illusory energy one comes to the platform of understanding me In this way one becomes free from speculation about the Vedas and comes to me as the conclusion thus one is satisfied so Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita uh, uh bahunam janmanam ante so janma is like we have the janmashtami festival janma means birth krishna's birthday festival so bahu means many बाहुनम जन्मनम अंते अंते एंड आफ्टर आफ्टर मेनी मेनी बर्स आफ्टर द कमिंग टू द कंक्लूजन ऑफ मेनी मेनी बर्स ज्ञानवान वन हु इज सफिशिएंटली वाइज मम प्रपद्यन्ते सरेंडर्स अनटू मी वसुदेवम सर्वामिति नोइंग दैट आई वासुदेव आई एम एवरीथिंग समहात्मा सुदर्लव सच अ सोल दैट वाज वेरी रेयर इन दिस वर्ल्ड सो हियर कृष्ण सेइंग द सेम थिंग दिस इज द द अल्टीमेट कंक्लूजन कृष्ण स्वरूप अनंत वैभव अपार चित शक्ति माया शक्ति जीवर शक्ति आर द ट्रांसेंडेंटल फॉर्म ऑफ कृष्ण इज अनलिमिटेड एंड आल्सो हैज अनलिमिटेड ऑपुलेंस ही पोजेसेस एन इंटरनल पोटेंसी एक्सटर्नल पोटेंसी एंड मार्जिनल पोटेंसी वैकुंठ ब्रह्मनगन शक्ति कार्यहै स्वरूप शक्ति शक्ति कार्य कृष्ण समश्रय The material and spiritual worlds are transformations of Krishna's external and internal potencies respectively. Therefore Krishna is the original source of both the material and spiritual manifestations. Text 151. Dashame dashamam laksham ashit ashraya vigraham श्री कृष्णाख्यम परम धाम जगत धाम नमामिथ्रीमदभागवतमेंटिकाइंटिकाइंटिकाइंटिकाइंटिकाइंटिकाइंटिकाइंटिकाइंटिकाइंटिकाइंटिकाइंटिकाइंटिकाइंटिका
Ashaya Tattva. Sri Krishna. There are two tattvas. Now the word tattva, you get the English word that from tat. Very easy, you just add an H to it. The Sanskrit word tat means that. And then va is like a um, state, like a thatness. That. So what does that mean? It means something you can identify, something you can categorize. That, that, like, 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 uh, birds, fish, mammals, you know, that, 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 you know, it's something you can identify. So the word tattva means categories that you can identify. And depending on what your subject is, you can see something in, according to different categories. Same thing you can divide into, like, you, you could have, say, ten people in a room, and according to one sort of category, there are two types of those ten people. They're males and females. Or another type of tattva or category, it could be uh, those who are, are um, uh, in high school, those who are in college, and those who are not in school. So there's three categories. According to whatever tattva, whatever, so the same, same group of people, same ten people, but it's uh, it's seen differently depending on how you want to divide that subject up. So here, Krishna is saying, there are two tattvas, ashraya tattva and ashita tattva. Ashraya is where we get the word ashram, shelter. And ashita is those who take shelter. So here it talks about, there are two tattvas, ashraya tattva and ashita tattva. Ashraya tattva is the objective, and ashita tattva is the subjective. Since the lotus feet of Lord Krishna are the shelter of all the devotees, Sri Krishna is called the param dhamma. In the Bhagavad Gita 10.12, it is stated, param brahma param dhamma pavitam paramam bhavam. Everything is resting under the lotus feet of Krishna. In the Srimad Bhagavatam 10.14.54, it is stated, Shamashitaye padapala palavam mat punya yasho murari. Under the lotus feet of Sri Krishna, the entire Mahatattva is existing. Use that word ashita in the verse there. Since everything is under Krishna's protection, Krishna is called ashraya tattva. Everything else is ashita tattva. So everything is depending on Krishna. And he is the what is depended upon. He is the ash, the ashraya, the shelter. So matter, the living entities, everything else is ashrita under his uh, shelter. And he is the ashraya, the shelter. Krishna is only ashraya tattva. In the beginning of creation, there is also Mahavishnu, Garbhadakshay Vishnu, Shiodakshay Vishnu. There are also Ashraya Tattva. Krishna is the cause of all causes, Sarvakarana Karana. To understand Krishna perfectly, one has to make an analytical study of Ashraya Tattva and Ashita Tattva. Krishna Surup Vichar Shunya Sanatan 
Please hear about the eternal form of Lord Krishna. He is the absolute truth, the void of duality, but is present in Vrindavan as the son of Nanda Maharaj. Sarvadi Sarva Amshi Kishora Shekar Chiranda Deha Sarvashraya Sarvashvar. Krishna is the original source of everything. He is the sum total of everything. He appears as a supreme youth and his whole body is composed of spiritual bliss. And he is the shelter of everything and is the master of everyone. Purport. Krishna is the origin of all Vishnu tattvas, including Mahat Vishnu, Garbhadaksha Vishnu, and Shiradaksha Vishnu. So these are... Massive forms of the Lord who uh, are involved in the production of universes. So the Lord has a form known as Karanadakshay Vishnu. So big that universes come out of his pores as sweat comes out of ours. And then he enters into each universe in a smaller form. But that form is so big that it is as big as one whole universe. But it's small compared to the great Vishnu, Mahavishnu. And so that is Garbhodakshaya Vishnu. And from him, belly button, lotus flowers uh, grown. Brahma appears and he creates a whole, he populates and creates all the planets and such. And then he enters into a smaller form into every single atom in the entire universe and into the heart of every creature. Known as Shirodakshaya Vishnu. And he also has his own abode in, the, in, that, in each particular universe called Shwetatweep. And so these are the three Vishnus or the three Purushas. Uh, and they're all just uh, expansions of Krishna. Krishna is the origin of all Vishnu tattvas, including Mahavishnu, Garbhadakshaya Vishnu, and Shirodakshaya Vishnu. He is the ultimate goal of Vaishnava philosophy. Everything emanates from him. His body is completely spiritual and is the source of all spiritual being. Although he is the source of everything, he himself has no source. Advaitam, Achutam, Anadim, Ananta Rupam, Adyam, Purana, Purusham, Navayovanam, Cha. Although he is the supreme source of everyone, he is still always a fresh youth. So he is Advaitam, he has no equal, no uh, Achutam, he's, he does not fail, he's infallible, he is unaffected by material existence. Anadim, he has no Adi, he has no origin, no beginning. He is Ananta Rupam, he has unlimited forms. And Adyam Purana Purusham, and although he is the uh, original person within existence, he is uh, ever youthful, he is not an old man. We stop here. Um, continue on next week. See if there are any reflections or comments or questions. Okay. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot. Hare Bao. Hare Bao. So next, yeah, we'll begin on text uh, 154 next week.